0: It's Jamie Sumner left guard from 1994-95 and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. It's a great day, Cass. It's it's well, it, yesterday was a great day. Still a yep. great day. The, the bad man can't hurt me anymore. He's gone. Coach Holtman, thanks for just an average seven years, I would say. Um, Best of luck. Nice guy. Everyone likes him. Good developer of men. Family man. And, like, I get it. If you're a former player, you know, it's gut-wrenching. He was your guy. He's gone. If you're, like, you know, if you're a family member of his – Obviously, you know that you're gonna have to move and stuff. That stinks, but the man was not a good coach. <laughs> the man, The man was not a good coach. I'm not feeling sorry for him. He's walking away with like 12 million dollars in, in buyout money, and I think he still owed a couple more million. Uh, I I don't feel bad for him. They're like, well, so let's cut cut it there. He's walking away like a bandit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy i I'm, I'm I have a pep in my step. The bad man's gone. In this episode, we're just kind of kind of really eulogize Chris Holtman. And we'll get into some other things, but it, it's all about putting this era of Ohio State basketball to bed.
0: It really is. And you know, I can finally start watching them with an actual reason. Um, I first couple of years it looked promising. I really, you know. Holtman looked like he could be the guy. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. We had the fake uh, call NCAA College Hoops 2010 um, reboot fake <laughs> tournament where we won the national championship. And I think after that, it just went downhill. Like, he, he recruited well. Him and Jake Dealer just didn't develop players. Like, you know, couldn't get – you know, Bryce Sensabal was one and done. Um the kid from Akron, that plays for the Spurs. Uh, can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Malachi Brennan? Uh, Malachi Brennan, one and done. EJ Liddell, you know, regressed throughout his, you know, with his, he had a great freshman year, and he kind of, reg- I thought he kind of regressed. It just seemed like ever since we lost the Orwell Roberts, it really got bad, and... Five and 25 in the last two years in the Big Ten is not going to keep your job,
1: yeah, bro. So, looking at Holtman's record, uh, 2017 was his best year by far 25 and nine, 15 and three in the conference, and we finished second in the conference. And, uh, you know, the Big Ten tournament did not go well, we lost to Penn State. Penn State had our number that year, and then uh, we won won in the NCA you know tournament that year. Lost in the se- the second round, I believe it was Gonzaga.
0: Gonzaga killed yeah. us.
1: The year after that, uh, twenty and fifteen, um, uh, and then I believe we lost to Houston in this round of thirty two, and then it was and we beat Iowa State. Uh, but like we were only eighth in the conference. It wasn't like an electric year. Um, and then twenty nineteen obviously canceled like. I, I will say maybe in another life, the 2019 season goes our way. There's no COVID. And, like, I was – I'm not even kidding. I did look at Final Four tickets that year because it was supposed to be in Atlanta. Um, I, I actually was trying to plan a visit to Atlanta. I I, I really did, did believe Ohio State was going to make a run in that. And that was the team. I mean, that, that team had Caleb Wesson, and Caleb Wesson, like st- – Obviously, he hasn't had a career in the NBA at all, really. But he's he's been our best big man throughout the Holtman era. Outside of Caleb Wesson, we one of Holtman's flaws was he never had a good big man. I feel like outside of Caleb Wesson, Akpara Akpara is his, probably his second best best big man. But he, like he's not he's still raw. He's only averaging like six and five. You know, that's, that kind of says a lot. Like, like we were, remember all those years we were playing with Kyle Young at center and it's like this poor guy, Kyle Young, tough as nails, but the guy's like six, eight. And he's like, how are you going to guard a guy like Zach Edy or like, so, like, and that, that's what really gripped me about Holtman. And then obviously uh, like the regression Um, we go 21 and 10 um, in 2021, we lose to oral Roberts, like the NCAA tournament that year, um, was just an absolute joke on um, how we went out there, um, and then like I think Cass kind of looking at it though, I think where we really um began to go off the rails. Chris Holtman, hold on, I just had it. Hold oh. on, let's see. Hold oh, on, I had this. I was on the wrong year. I'm pulling up the schedule. I I think it's really that loss to Illinois, um, where it began to go off the rails. Um, and also there was there was a point um we forget in the 2021 season when we lost four straight games kind of to round out the regular season it was to number 3 michigan um then the michigan state where they 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 the refs blew a call on that one and then we lost to iowa and then illinois um and that's when we really began to kind of joke about like the holtman special and stuff and just like how this team always does this. And then we go on a little run, the big 10 tournament and it appeases people. But then that loss to Illinois. I think that's where the cracks began to show in the big 10 championship. That was the closest Holtman really came to winning a championship. We took them to overtime, but I always remember after that game, because I was one of the few Buckeye fans that showed up because at that point, Buckeye nation was kind of, I feel like it was past the pandemic and people were kind of done with the beginning to get kind of sick of Holtman. That whole arena was Illinois fans, uh, um, except some of the parents of the players. And I remember Dwayne Washington's mom was sitting by us, and like, oh, we were, we just like nodded and like said like waved just because like we were the only Buckeye fans in the section. We didn't know it was Dwayne Washington's mom, and it turns out like she was parked by us. Um, and I always remember we're walking out and like, I, I figured out that like she, it was Dwayne Washington's mom. Cause she had his Jersey on and the pin and all that. And I turned her, I was like, Oh, your son played great today. Cause he did. He had like a big 10 record of points. And then I'll ever forget. She like looked at me and goes, yeah, but he didn't get the ball in overtime. Like she looked, she was so disgusted with the coaching at that point. And I think that's kind of where you begin to really see the cracks um, in my opinion. Yeah. I
0: mean, it is November, December. You'd think he'd be the best. He was one of the best coaches ever. And then once January, once that year clocked over to the new year, it just, it was not very good. We've lost 16 straight road games. It's it's just not good. And he's out. Jake Dever steps in and probably one of the toughest things. Um, I don't see him getting the job unless he just somehow goes undefeated. For the, the rest of the year, um, it it's we got to get a guy that's going to bring the energy back into the shot. Could it be Thadwana again, <laughs> or could it be McDermott, or somehow, some way, we swayed Jay Wright to come out of retirement, or the guy from South Carolina? Like, who knows? At this time, it could be Chris Gent. I know there's but- some people.
1: I, I mean I, I like I love Christian don't get me wrong I love love Christian I think he could be a great hire what annoys me about the Christian thing is 7 years too late <laughs> like that should have been the hire instead of Holtman like yeah. and I I think hiring him now to appease people I don't I I don't love it, it, it like I feel like that ship has sailed it's if if we he becomes a head coach don't get me wrong. I'm gonna support him I'm, I'm, I'm fully on like Chris Jett, but I just think you know oh, too, too little too late <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that
0: I don't know if it's a too little too late in my opinion but I don't think he I don't think he'd want to take it I think he'd feel salty all like now you want me to take the job now you want me to come to ISD yeah
1: no no but I agree I agree and he should he and he should <laughs> feel like that
0: and and, and
1: that is a totally fair and reasonable thing because I thought he should have been the guy all along. Like he, he was a guy whose name was always recommended. Um, someone said Scooney Penn. that could be interesting. I don't think he like, but that Not was yet. um another another intriguing option was Bruce Pearl at Auburn. I really love that one. I I love that because I think his teams are always well coached. Um, and I think I actually
0: cool. like that now that nils we have nil. He can do what he used to do at Tennessee. I mean, yeah. um, I like the guy from South Carolina. Um, what's his name? Uh, top of my head, I don't know. Oh man!
1: Now I'm drawing a blank. Hold on basketball coach, <sighs> dude. Yeah, Lamont Paris. Oh my,
0: Lamont Paris. Yes. It's
1: so funny because it's like he. By the time we get to the night, our brains are just fried from working and stuff. But, like, yeah, Lamont Paris's name has been really um, discussed. What I don't love about that, though, is he's kind of like a Holtman. Because it's like he's an up-and-coming guy. And it's like, what are we doing? It's the same thing. And it's like, it's it just adds insult to injury that he made Michi Johnson, like, good. <laughs> so I I just don't think I can stomach that. I know he's a local guy and everything. I'm
0: not a big fan of Sean McDermott cuz I don't think he's in here for the longevity.
1: I mean, I personally I'm a fan of Jake Deebler. I think I think I have no like and I know this is going to be crazy. I have no problem giving Jake Deebler the rest of this year and then all next year. If we if it takes like if, if we need to take some time and find the right guy. Let's see what Diebler can do. It's like, we just spent a ton of money on Holtman. I don't know how much money Ohio State, we have a lot of money, but I don't know how much money we have to go get like a Jay Wright and stuff. Like, let's let let, G, let let's see if, if the this team goes on a run at all um, and looks very competitive over the next few weeks, I think we seriously need to give Jake Diebler a look. Um, another name I thought interesting, Cass, not Thad Mata. Uh but people were saying Greg Oden, um, which he hasn't had. Does he doesn't have any coaching? experience. <laughs> he's he's direct, director of basketball operations, but he doesn't have really any coaching experience. But I will say when he did when he did work with Ohio State, we did seem significantly better.
0: Yeah, I think. Do you think Thad would want to come back?
1: Probably not. How would you feel about a guy? Like a John B (laughs) line. Too old. Too old. Okay. I'm I'm
0: here for the longevity. I like Jake Diebler. but I'm not sure if he would be the guy, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know about Sean McDermott. That's my question.
1: And my question to everyone is: why can't Jake Diebler be the guy? What is the the reasoning?
0: I just think inexperience.
1: But how do you get? But he's gonna get experience over the next couple of weeks, you know.
0: Yeah. See how he does.
1: <laughs> it's like the old saying: like you need. It's like you need two to four years experience to get an entry level job. But it's like, how do you get an entry level job if you don't have the? If you can't get experience, you know. I, I think. I don't know. I think. I think he does very well with the recruiting. I, I'm gonna be curious to see how we come out against Purdue. I, I, I think that's gonna tell a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm i a Lam- Lamont Paris guy. I just think he – it takes him a year, but he also brings in – like he, and then he starts getting it going. But, again, I do fear that he could be the Chris Holtman type. It's Ohio State. They're going to bring in somebody big. Um, I think Bjork's going to do a great job with this hire. I think he's going to settle down because he knows what he's got with the football program. Ryan Day's operating – High ceiling. This will be a huge stepping stone for York to hire the right guy to carry the men's basketball program. Could it be Coach McGuff? No uh, I
1: would. I would love Coach McGuff.
0: Uh, I will tell you one thing: if it's Coach McGuff, you're going to have a great defense.
1: It is. You are. Uh, I mean, if I had to bet on it. I would probably say Greg McDermott. He's only fifty nine. He's not that old. Like people are like, oh, he's old. He's not that old. He's just he's just oh, pretty- I th- he looks.
0: I just think he looks older. I I thought he was older than that.
1: No, he's well. Only- shoot,
0: then I'm on a Greg McDermott chair.
1: I mean, you've seen what he can do at Creighton. He's coached in the Big East. I know Holtman has, but Greg McDermott's a little more seasoned, obviously.
0: And he's doing well in the uh, American Athletic Conference right now. I think it is or Big East this is it Big East Big East. You know what? Now that I know his age, I'm on the I'm in the Greg McDermott camp. Maybe he can blossom. Maybe he can blossom Jake Diebler into a future coach. Keep Diebler on there for a little bit. Have Diebler go to Bowling Green or have him go somewhere. Try it out a little bit. If he has success, then he can be Greg McDermott's successor.
1: I like it. Um, another another name I'm seeing mentioned. And actually he has he does a pretty good job wherever he goes. And you you can really look at it because they're 18 and 6 this year. They're probably gonna make the tournament. Chris Beard with Old Miss. Yeah. Um, got Texas Tech to obviously the, the championship the one year was doing a Texas was amazing last year. And you can kind of see this year they're really not that as good. It was really Chris Beard's team. Um, but obviously he had that whole. Case and stuff, I think, with, like, domestic violence, they were saying. Um So that, I mean, great coach. If he didn't have that baggage, I would say absolutely. But also if we hire him, then we're going to get a lot of, like, the Michigan fans just, like, talking about our culture. And then they'll be bringing up, like, the Zach Smith stuff because they're all just uneducated and just, like, I just don't want to have to deal with that, if that makes sense. But it's like, what are we willing to do to be a good basketball team, I guess?
0: They'll, they're about to find out. They're about to be the – they're about to be – I'm telling you what right now. There's this video that I just saw from this, like, 2000, from 2018, but somehow I just saw it yesterday of a little kid bullying up on this dude and this dude just threw him to the ground. <laughs> the little The video I think I sent you yesterday – uh, the little kid wearing the yellow shirt. That's right now. That's Michigan. Right now, Mich- It's the pre like it's like the first two minutes of this video is that kid just buffing up his chest, going after this guy. Why the guy's just keeping calm right now? Next thing you know, Ohio State's that guy in the gray Alabama sweatshirt. It's a he's gonna wake up, choke him out, and throw the little, the little kid to the ground. It's coming.
1: Yeah. Um. But. It's just I don't want to have to deal with that. I guess, like the Chris Beard stuff from a, just yeah. like a fan standpoint. I, I I I want. I would love. And i think it's for Rick Bettino. Like, give me Rick Pitino. Give me
0: two <laughs> You years talk ago. about. You talk about. You talk about. Michigan fans coming after. Th- they'll be coming after this guy. So.
1: Yeah, so. but I, I don't care. It, it, like, if we just there's a difference between hiring Chris Beard and like, just trying to like be like run a good clean program uh, and getting like Michigan fans talking smack to us like that. That's annoying. If we just fully, I'm telling you, we just fully embraced the dark side and just got Rick Pitino and just went balls to the wall for the two to three years and just said, I don't care what the NCA is going to do to us. I don't care what Tony Petiti going to do to us. We'll get our court injunctions. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fun to see how this plays out. On other news, women's basketball team keeps rolling. They're the number 2 team in the country. They demolished Nebraska the other night. But they're not getting any respect from Vegas
1: they are not uh the, you get you gave a funny theory before that you know we could win the big Ten and like somehow not be a one seed and I just found I'm,
0: that insane I'm telling you I'm telling you right now they can win out Iowa can win out for right now Ohio State has a one game lead right now they can lose to Iowa and still win a share of the big Ten and say let's make so let's say if they make a huge run in the Big Ten tournament, right now they could – like if they're top four, if say if they finish last day in the AP pool, even if they lose to Iowa in the Big Ten tournament as well. Say if they lo- finish fourth in the AP pool, they will not get the fourth seat, number one seed. I will guarantee it.
1: So uh, it, it what's crazy is like – I look at this and this is great, because you look at the Vegas's odds. South Carolina is the favorite to win the NCAA tournament at plus one hundred, and they're undefeated. I mean they they are a powerhouse. LSU is two plus six hundred. Iowa's three plus nine fifty. Stanford four plus fourteen hundred. Obviously, they have the best, most winning coach of all time. UCLA is plus sixteen hundred at five. Connecticut with Paige buckets and Gino uh 6th at plus 1900 Ohio State is coming in at 7th with the 7th like highest odds plus 2300 um i i do feel like that is a little disrespectful um but also it's like a lot of those other teams have a pedigree um Ohio State's kind of the only team that i feel like doesn't really have a crazy pedigree like LSU they're defending champs South Carolina they have been like the powerhouse lately um, Iowa obviously has the best player ever. Um, and then like UConn, it's Yukon. The only the only other team on there um was uh who was it? I just lost it. But it like it these teams have pedigrees and Ohio State's the only one I feel like hasn't had crazy like good success, if that makes sense.
0: It makes sense.
1: Not that not that Definitely they haven't been successful, sense. but like Successful the way those other teams have,
0: right? Well, all I say is Cody McMahon, J.C. Sheldon, and company just keep winning. Just keep winning. So, when you listened to our podcast last Friday, Mm -hmm. you noticed during the day last Friday, and we briefly talked about this. Bill O'Brien takes a job at Boston College. Half hour later, Chip Kelly steps down as the head coach of UCLA. And then Chip Kelly oh. ten minutes later accepts the job at Ohio State as the offensive coordinator. Doing a full break. We were supposed to do a full breakdown of Chip Kelly's offense this week. However, Chris Holtman gets fired, kind of uh, jump jumps that ship
1: to yeah, possibly uh, next
0: week. Uh, you think? <laughs> and I got asked – my buddy asked me this question. What kind of offense Ohio State going to run under Chip Kelly? And I said fun. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. fun.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited for Chip Kelly. I'm excited for the, the coaching moves that he made, Ryan Day made today. Um, I, I really think that hiring Tim Walton as assistant head coach and extending um, Larry Johnson to the end of 2025 is a sign of things are changing um I mean,
1: that, that's that's because larry johnson i believe was the assistant head coach was he not
0: yes yes he was and what's weird is chip kelly did not become the assistant head coach that but i also think i also think that okay chip kelly probably probably is going to be you know doesn't want to be that head coach, or even if it's the assistant head coach, you know what I mean? Chip Probably Ke- doesn't want all pressure. Chip
1: Kelly just wants to draw some fire run plays <laughs> and put up points. That's all he wants to do. Oh, um,
0: yeah.
1: Like, I I think bring, moving Tim Walton, like assistant head coach, is a great play. Obviously, we all know LJ is getting a little long in the tooth, as they say. Um, He's getting up there. And, you know, th- there's been rumors of his retirement. I think that contract extension kind of, you know, put, puts that all to bed. I, I think he's there obviously the end of 2025, and then he's done, which great, you know, great career, LJ. We love you. Like, just obviously one of the best position coaches, all you could say, in the history of college football with some of the talent he has produced. Um, but there needs to be a, a, a shift, I think, in the locker room, to someone who um you know LJ is like he's a hype guy he's well respected he's a leader of men but so is Tim Walton um and, and you're seeing kind of I think that shift towards Tim Walton and just it says a lot about the like the the faith they have in the position group um that Tim Walton has like really created since he's been here because remember when he first got here no corner interceptions last year the corners were great and now this year like the D-backs Again, Caleb Downs. Again, all these studs. Like the, the, they're back. They're back. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you watch all these like you know motivational speeches and stuff, and he gives to the players. It's an absolute home run. I, I think it's genius.
0: It is genius, and I love the fact that they, because he's done a great job recruiting while with the with the coaching staff adjustments. James Laurinaitis getting elevated to linebackers coach. I love it. Um anybody that knows that rivalry and that coaching that coaching staff, it's him because he played in it. I'm excited for James Lauren nice and see what he can do, not only on the field, but also in recruiting.
1: I I I think I think there's a good mix of coaches on this staff. <laughs> the way Ryan Day has set it up. He obviously has some continuity because with Chip Kelly and the Justin Fry and him, they all you know they've all they have connections. They've worked together and stuff at previous stops. They get the offense they want to like. They they're all on the same wavelength. So I love that. I love that. You know we still have Tony Alford and Larry some some urban guys. Um, mm-hmm. but then I, also, I also love the fact that we have some Buckeyes like like James Lauren Ice and Brian Hartline, just some 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 true Buckeyes who get the culture. And then like Knowles and Walton. They're just like the masterminds, I feel like. They're Mm the masterclass, just great coaches that, you know, they're kind of like mercenaries because they're they're not really associated with day. They weren't really associated with the university or urban. They're they're just here to do a great job. So I really – I love the way this staff has been constructed.
0: Yeah, and I I, I like Chip Kelly. You know, on the offensive side, Chip Kelly, you know – Keenan Bailey, it sounds like, might be doing special teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait till the spring game. Just get at that tease and then get ready for the regular season. It's going to be fun.
1: It it is. uh, It's going to be – we'll do more of a breakdown with Chip Kelly, but we're going to run the ball. Ohio State's going to run the ball. You're going to see that shift, I think. Ohio State, I believe last year they finished 88th in rushing. It, it, It was not good. It was Oof. 88th in the nation in rushing, um, and you saw with Michigan, you know, running the ball wins national championships. It's it, I think that I think
0: but you you got to throw the ball with these receivers too.
1: You do, but you know when Ohio every year every time Ohio State has won the national championship, it was with Maurice or Zeke Elliott, and just running a power offense. You know, really jamming it down their throat. That's winning football. I mean, that's how you win. It's it's not sexy, but it gets the job done.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be lots of fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't throw it to the receivers. Obviously, get them involved, but this this offense can be a little more balanced, I think. It's we're not gonna be having to pass it, you know, 40 times a game.
0: Oh no. No, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: It's going to be a mix. It's going to be a, a mix. We're going to control the clock, um, and we're going to uh, pound the rock, tire defenses, and then I, I, I can't, I can't wait though, for when this offense goes tempo, and they incorporate some play action too. I think that Oof. once we get the running going, you know, in like the first or second like on the second or third drive, and the running's going, we go tempo, and we, you know we gash them. Let's say with Judkins. And then we go play action, like get to line quick, play action, and then you hit like, you know, Brandon Innis or Cornell Tate or or even a Mecca coming across the middle. It's gonna be nasty.
0: I wish I wish Cade Stover was a junior last year.
1: I, I agree. I think Cade would have really done well in this offense, but I'm excited to see what you know our our tight ends can do. We don't we don't have some bad players at tight end. We have the transfer from OU. We have Jelani Thurman. We have G. Scott Jr. It's it's a good room. It's not, not the best, but it's not the worst.
0: Exactly. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be Ohio State athletics right now is going to be so fun to see how it develops.
1: It is. Meanwhile, Gene Smith is, I posted this. Gene Smith is meeting up with Chris Holtman in Mexico, wants to buy out check clears like Shawshank Redemption. He's meeting. Like, you can't, you can't tell me, you can't tell me Gene didn't pocket any of that. I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I have nothing, I, well, this is a complete joke. Don't take this seriously. But like, also, I am convinced. I am convinced that man <laughs> took, took a little, wet the beak a little bit. Cause it's like, wasn't the buyout 14 million and suddenly Holtman's only getting 12 and it's like, where'd that two million go? Oh, it went to the Gene Smith residence in Guadalajara. And- how was
0: Holtman blindsided by this?
1: That's that's also, I, and I know we completely just jump back to this, but yeah, how was he blindsided? Uh, like
0: they I, literally kicked him off the, they kicked him off the team as soon as he got on the team off the team playing from Wisconsin. They're like, here, you're gone.
1: <laughs> if you listen to the Gene Smith presser, it was hilarious because to they were like, someone asked him, Gene how do you feel that Ohio State basketball has died? The attendance has died on the vine or whatever someone said. And he's like, the attendance hasn't died on the vine. That's a very uh, <laughs> opinionated question. He he said, and it, it was like, the guy's like, dude, they only average 8,000 people. And then Gene was like, oh, they did that in the Thad era too. It's like, I don't believe we ever averaged 8,000 people in the Thad Mata era at all. <laughs>
0: 8,000 people.
1: Yeah, a game.
0: Oh, I bet we did.
1: In the th- when
0: the arena holds sixteen thousand, nineteen thousand. I went there a few times when it was sold out.
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying during the Thad Mata era. He's saying like like what Ohio State attendance has been seeing lately. Like it was common during the Thad era.
0: Oh no way.
1: Yeah, no, no way. I think you heard me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he, that's what that's what uh, Gene Smith was saying.
0: No, I I've been I was at games where I was clearing the very top standing room only for Thad Eric. I was at the game in two thousand seven where Thad Mata was so mad at a call that his gum fell out of his mouth and he picked it right off the floor and put it back in. <laughs> like five second rule. I was at the Duke. 2010 game. You've got the picture on the wall f- that I gave you.
1: I do. It's right I mean,
0: now the end of Thad's years. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I can maybe see, uh, maybe at the end of like the 2016 year when it was like AJ Harris, Mickey Mitchell, that those guys. Where they like,
0: lost to Florida and the NIT, and I had tickets to that.
1: But. I I, I still that and that was bad. I don't think <laughs> it I, I still don't think the attendance was that bad because I know people who went to that game. Like I know people on spring break that got ready and went to that game and they were excited. So yeah. Um, I yeah. No, I, I think like with Holtman, it's just apathy. Like people say on the radio, it's like people have had plat. they had paper bags over their head, they're apathetic. <laughs> you had me complaining every March. Um Yeah, me
0: boycotting
1: the like, cat yeah. But it, I'm excited to see what Jake Diebler can do against Purdue this weekend. I'm real I I'm back. Like I I'm not boycotting the team anymore. I'm back on supporting them. Like, let's get back on track, boys. Um, I support Deebler. I support this team. It's a new day.
0: That's I don't a- know if I'll watch Saturday. I don't know if I'll watch. I don't want to see them get demolished by Purdue.
1: What would you do if we won by like 20? Like, what happens if we just win by twenty on Saturday and just absolutely just work Purdue? What would you do?
0: I don't know because I'm calling a I'm calling Fairfield Union versus Sheridan Girls Tournament game. Fairfield Union six and fifteen, um, Sheridan's twenty two and zero. Cause it kind of feels like if it would be like if Fairfield Union defeated Sheridan in the tournament <laughs> this weekend. It's going to be nuts. It would be nuts.
1: I feel that, but that's which, all, all. That's all I got, Cass. We're gonna run which, out.
0: Which, by of- the way, you'll never unsee this, and we'll post it this week because it is Purdue week. The BJ Mullins Yao Ming it, pl- BJ Mullins plus Yao Ming equals Zach Eady. You'll never unsee that photo again.
1: I-, I love it. That's all I got, though. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts Podcast and Go Bucks. Go Bucks.